Well, we are wrapping up February. So it, uh, we have one more day of February, which is tomorrow. And um, so today I was uh, just going over some different things that were in my heart to speak tonight. And the, and the subject of not quitting came up. And you know, you know how like when the new year starts, you're all excited, you know how many pounds you want to lose, and you know what all you want to do, all these different to-do lists that you've got. Okay, I'm going to get this done, and this done, and that done, and there's just a number of things that you start out the new year with high expectation, and then life starts happening, and the realization that, okay, I'm tired, I don't want to get up this morning and exercise, or I don't want to do this or that, you know, and, uh, and it's just easy to have this to-do list, and then one by one start falling off and, and quitting. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so here, here we are coming at the end of February, and I just want to stir us up to just not quit. We don't want to quit. We don't want to stop the things that God is having uh, for us to do. And so, you know, um, whether it's standing on promises that God has for you about healing or maybe it's staying on the plan that God has for your life or working out things in relationships, uh, there is always this pressure to get out, to stop. And what causes that pressures? It may be things um, such as physical pain, emotional hurt, mounting circumstances, um, feelings of inadequacy, or maybe just plain frustration. I don't like it anymore. I just want to stop. <laughs> and, you know, have you ever noticed that when you feel pressure, it's never to stand strong. It's always to stop. You know, you never have this pressure like, oh, just keep going. I really feel like I want to keep going. <laughs> when the pressure comes, it's like, oh, I just want the pressure to stop and go away. And, you know, I want this to go, you know, end. And so, uh, so that's just something that, like, stood out to me. Like, why is it always to quit? Why isn't it ever like, oh, just keep going. You got this, you know. When the pressures come, that's never the feeling that you have. It's like, oh, I just want to run a little harder. <laughs> I just want to dig in a little more. <laughs> I just want to have a little bit more, you know, uh, struggles right now. You know? <laughs> that is not what we're feeling like. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed um, Reverend Tony McKinnon. He's going to be coming in October. Um, the title of his service, it was on a sermon. It was on Thursday at 9:30 a.m. The title of his sermon was "Manure," and you know, I mean, that's just something that's like, oh, what in the world would you be talking about? But he has a great sense of humor. You guys will love him in October. But his point, I'm going to read the scripture that he used. It's Luke 13, six through nine. Luke 13, 6 through 9. And he also spoke this parable. This is talking about Jesus. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? 
But he answered and said to him, Sit, let it, uh, Sir, let it alone this year also um, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, if not, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. And the point that he was trying to say is that, you know, a lot of times the easiest thing to do when something isn't going right is to cut it down, <laughs> get it out, get rid of it, and do something different. You know, plant another tree, plant another something, get out of the circumstance that is uncomfortable. And, um, and that just really stood out to me because there is so much of a truth to that that you see happening all the time. Um, and you're going to have supernatural help to want to quit. Have you ever noticed that? That you have this pressure that comes on and then all of a sudden you have all these thoughts that just start coming at you saying it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You should just get out or, you know, just all sorts of things. And so 1 Peter 5, 8 says that we should uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he is looking for ways to get you to stop, to get you to things that are good for you, to get you to quit, to get you out of um, the promises that God has said for you, you know, make you feel like they're not going to happen, to get you out of the place that God has for you, to get you out of the relationships that God has placed you in. He's doing his best to get you out of those situations. And so we want to be aware. We want to be um, acknowledging the fact that not everything that is bad is happening because God's plan is for it bad to be happening in your life. But actually that you are going to have uh, pressures and things coming at you, and some of it is also supernatural, just coming at you trying to make you feel uh, inadequate or frustrated or um, more into your emotions Rather, because if the devil can get you into the emotional realm, he can get you to quit. But if you can stay on what the Bible says, on what God is saying, then you will have his supernatural help to stand in the face of trials and adversity and to win. And so, um, so let's look at healing because this, you know, I, I've just been getting a lot of texts and calls, people not feeling well this time of year. You've got COVID that's still going around. You've got some RSV that's going around and just some other things that people are facing. And, you know, sometimes when you have been um, sick for a while, you get tired of being sick. Have you ever noticed that? when you're, you can get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, sometimes that is what happens. And so we, um, God's plan for you is to have health. The Bible goes through that. We can look at 1 Peter 2.24. Um, it talks about uh, Jesus um, saying who, Peter is saying this, who himself, meaning Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And so those, the healing, 
God took care of that when he took, when Jesus died, when he took those stripes for you. Um, he was making a provision for you to have health. Let's look at Romans 8, 11. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, which we've said in First um, John 4, 4, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This is the spirit of God. He is dwelling in us. If he, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I love this scripture. This is one of my absolute favorite promises of healing. I will a lot of times at night just um, remind myself, just think on that, that thank you, Lord, you are quickening my mortal body. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that is inside of me. It is quickening me, and I will go through maybe some of the things that need to be quickened. And then sometimes I will say, okay, and everything that I don't even know that needs to be quickened, because sometimes you don't even know what may be going on in your body. I just thank you, Lord, you are quickening my body. Sometimes I'll specifically talk over my vocal cords because I love to sing. And I'll be like, I thank you, God, you're quickening my vocal cords because I just love to sing to you. And um, so there's just different things that, we, we, that we're standing on these promises. Uh, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, this is another promise that God has said about um, health for us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And so it's saying that we've been redeemed uh, from the curse of the law. So what is that curse? We're not going to go into everything, but if you look at Deuteronomy 28, it talks in the first part of it about the blessings of obeying God. And then the last part of it, it talks about the curses if you don't obey God. And so then we're being told in Galatians that he has redeemed us from that curse because of what Jesus did, that blood that was shed for us redeemed us from that so these are some promises there's many many more <laughs> about healing in uh, the new testament um, for us and um, but so we have these promises that it got god wants you to be well he wants you to be okay but then you have an adversary seeking whom he may devour who is trying to make you think like you can't be and so here are some things that he will try to get your focus off of what the Bible says. And, it, well, it didn't happen to so-and-so, so maybe it doesn't work. And he will start to get your eyes off of the word and onto other people's circumstances. Maybe um, he'll get your eyes on what's happening to you. And he said, well, why is it taking God so long? You know, when you're asking that question, what are your eyes focused on? It's not on the word that says, no, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. You're now saying, I'm not healed, and why am I not healed? <laughs> and so then you also can be saying, why is this happening to me? I, 
I've been doing everything that I know standing on the word. Why is this even happening to me? I shouldn't even be sick. You know, and you can start having, uh, if you're not careful, your eyes are becoming on poor me rather than, no, I don't care what is trying to come against me. The Bible says that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed, and I'm standing on that. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I feel right now. The Bible says I'm going to keep standing on that until I have the victory. And then, you know, another thing is um, I, have, I have already prayed. I've stood in faith. And so why didn't it work? That question right there, why didn't it? You, you, you are now saying it's not happening. It's not going on in my body. The word of God is not true because if it were true, it would be happening in my body. And what we're supposed to do is rather than focus on these questions, don't forget you're having help to have these questions. And if you realize that the, the force, the spiritual force behind that is trying to get you to give up if you and to quit, if you realize that, then you're, you know, can have a little bit of a tude, an attitude about it and say, I am not quitting. This is mine because the Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24 that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. That according to Romans 8.11, the same power that raised Christ from the, the dead is quickening my mortal body. And you just put your, you dig your heels in and you say, uh-uh. <laughs> this is mine and I'm not going to let go. I'm going to keep holding on because God has promised it in his word. And so I'm not going to quit until I have it. The alternative is you quit and then what? What's your hope? Why, why give up? Why just be like throw in the towel and then what? Just wait for it to just continue to get worse and worse and worse or hope that maybe, you know, the medicine that you're on is going to cause it to go away. Thank God for medicine. I mean, we're, you know, uh, but I'm not going to be solely reliant on that because there are times where medicine can't help you, <laughs> where doctors don't know what to do, when they've done all they can do. And so then you want to also be like, okay, but I also have God. <laughs> and he's able to help, you, help me. You know, another way that sometimes you can get distracted off of his word, off of the Bible, <coughs> is the pain that you're in. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you just, you don't feel good? So you don't feel like listening to scripture. You don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't feel like doing anything because you're not feeling well, <laughs> you know? There's sometimes people will ask me, is it okay to take pain medication? And I'm like, in, you know, in my estimation, yes, because it'll help you want to read your Bible. <laughs> it'll help you want to keep, you know, if, you, if the pain has subsided some, then it allows you to be able to focus on the word and until the symptoms are completely gone and, and whatever's causing it is gone. But, you know, if you start thinking about how sick you feel and how bad you feel, have you ever noticed you feel worse? Oh, oh my goodness. I can remember one time, you know, just having the flu and, you know, just all the stuff that comes with the flu and just being like, this is awful. <laughs> I don't feel good. And just kind of having a big old pity party because 
I didn't feel good, you know? And you know what happened? I just kept feeling worse and worse and worse and worse and, until finally the bug was gone, and I'm like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I'd rather fight rather than just kind of yield and say, oh, yeah, this is just the worst. I'd rather be pushing back and say, no, I, you know, the power of God is working in me. The power of God is working in me. Because just the fact that my emotions will be lifted rather than wallowing. The wallowing sensation, while it, it seems like, oh, you know, maybe that's what everyone else is doing and that's the way it should be, that wallowing actually just makes you feel worse. It doesn't help you at all. And it's not that we want to ignore symptoms and act like they're not happening. You can say, no, these are, this, is, this is what's happening to my body. You got the flu or you got whatever. But you're still saying, I may have this, but the power of God is working in me. It's working in me. It's helping me. It's helping me face. Uh, it's quickening my body. And, and yield your mouth more to what the Bible says about you than what the symptoms are saying to you. And uh, like I said, there may be times where the pain is so great that you need help. That's why you have the body of Christ. That's why you have um, family and, and believers surrounding you because there may be times where, you know, maybe you need the help to stay in to stay focused on what the Word of God is saying about you. So you might do that by listening to sermons online or, or scriptures on healing. You know, you can do it that way. Or maybe you have some friends and family over and they are helping you and, you know, maybe singing praises to God. Thank you, Lord. The healing power of God is working in my body. You know, <laughs> just, you know, Together, you, they're helping you when you don't feel like it. They're, they're coming alongside with you and just being along, encouraging you. And then maybe it may be that you call one of them and say, Hey, <laughs> can you remind me the truth of God's word right now concerning healing? I know that, his Bible that the Bible says it, but right now I'm struggling because you're not feeling good. So you call up a friend and just say, Hey, can you help me out? Just remind me, I just need encouraged right now. What does, you know, help me? Even though you may know it, of course you know it because you've read it. But at that point, the symptoms are screaming at you and you just need that help. You need, you need um, people believing with you. You know, if the devil can get you to focus on natural, then, and if he can get you fatigued, if he can get you discouraged, if he can get your emotions very high, there's more of a chance that you're going to lose. You're going to lose the battle because you don't feel like it. But if you can stay, the more that you can connect to God, then you've got his power working in you and his power working for you. And you can do that through reading the Bible. You can do that through praising and worshiping God saying truths from the Bible over yourself, over the word, you know, no, I am healed, I am strong, I am winning, I'm more than a conqueror, uh, you know, truths from his word. If you can stay there, you cannot be defeated. I love um, my pastor, Pastor Hagen, 
He says, I uh, cannot be defeated and I will not quit. So those two, you can't be defeated because the Bible, the promises that you're standing on. The only way you can be defeated is if you quit. If you give in, if you give up, then you're just basically saying, okay, this is my legal right, but I'm giving it up. I quit because it's too hard. And so I love that he says that because um, I feel like that is such a truth to hold steady on. Uh, let's look at Hebrews 10.23. Hebrews 10.23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. You know, it's so important that we can stay connected with the right source, with the right thing. You know, um, God will never forsake you. He will never leave you. His promises are always yes. And so uh, no matter what is happening in your life, you want to stay connected to that source, connected to him. Um, and then if you understand that God is faithful and that any thoughts that will tell you otherwise is not from him. So if you ever have this thought that, you know what, God's not coming through for me today. Who's giving you that thought? It's not God. Who is the deceiver? The deceiver is the devil. And he will do his best to get you to give up, to get you to quit. So we've talked about you know, wanting to quit when it comes to healing, that can apply to other promises in the Bible too. Anything that the Bible says about you, um, those promises, you just keep holding on to that rather than what your feelings are telling you or anything else is coming at you. So now we're going to talk about what about the plan of God for your life. You know, um, once we have chosen to make uh, God our Lord and Savior, then we are in his family, the kingdom of God. We're in that kingdom. And in that kingdom, there's a plan for our lives. He says that, you know, uh, before you were even born, he had a plan for your life. He has something good in store for you. And so as you are walking out that plan for your life, you are going to have help to try to get you off that plan so you're not as effective, so that you're not as happy, so that you're not um, doing the thing. If God has good things for you, then you're, you're going to also have help to try to make you not have those good things for you, to get you off that plan. And so um, many times God has specifically led you to a church, uh, to a job, if you're a student, to a school, um, or maybe a specific place, um, you know, like God led us to Andover, Massachusetts. Sometimes God will lead you somewhere specifically. And at first, it's all great. You know, you're just so excited, the newness of everything. It's so amazing. Or maybe you're a little nervous because the newness of everything, but it's still kind of exciting, you know. And then um, the longer that you go, you start to see things that aren't quite so perfect about it. And, you know, you start to be like, ah. And if you're not careful, you can 
see it and then see it again and that before you know it that's all you see <laughs> and then you want to stop you want to get out of that place you want to quit and um, you're going to again like I said you're going to have supernatural help to help you see the negative on things to help you to focus in on things that are not that are not good let's look at um, James 1 2 through 8 there's something about being faithful, sticking with something to the end. So let's look at this. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That is not a fun thing to have um, developed, you know? <laughs> If you are developing your patience, that's because somebody is trying it. <laughs> and so, but uh, let this, uh, let patience have its perfect work and that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So there's something about that faithfulness of sticking things out, of, of allowing yourself to go through something that it just seems like it's taking forever when is this lesson going to be over <laughs> you know but it is producing in you so that you are lacking nothing in your life you know if any of you then it goes on and it's giving you an example if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his way. You know, uh, it is easy to um, think that God is leading you somewhere and then six months later, because it's hard, he's leading you out. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. Oh, this must be God telling me to get out. <laughs> you know, uh, and if God is consistently having you move every six months to two years, and I mean, it's like you're just always having to leave, having to move, more than likely you're running from a problem. You're running from something that, that if you would stay a little longer, <laughs> develop some patience with it, you're going to have this perfect will of God in your life. A lot of times I've seen people, they will run from something only to run into it again. You know, it, you can leave a, leave a job and um, think, oh, I just can't, you know, it's always the boss's fault or, or, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstance is, it's always something's fault. And then you get into another situation, and if you're not truthful, you can begin to think it's that boss's fault or that circumstance, again, that it's their fault. And sometimes there are just times where it's like there's, there are things that it's producing inside of us that is making us have to persevere, that's making us have to not quit, that's teaching us 
stability. There's so many, you know, um, if you look back at um, for, uh, James 1.8, a double-minded man, somebody that's just going everywhere, right? Sometimes it's here, sometimes there. Sometimes they're unstable in all their ways. So sticking with something for a period of time helps you to develop stability. Stability is something that all of us need. If we're constantly knee-jerking, meaning something happens and then you quickly make a rash decision to change your course because it's uncomfortable, you are going to be in places that um, you're, you're not going to grow as quickly. So, you, so you're in this job, you don't like it, you quit it, you go to the next job, and for a little bit it's great until it's not great, and then you have to quit, and then you go to the next. You can keep going around that mountain over and over and over if you're not careful. Or you can just say, you know what, maybe the lesson I'm supposed to learn is that <laughs> I don't go by what people say about me. Or... I, I'm not defined by my circumstance. I'm defined by what the word of God says about me. And you can look at Joseph. Joseph in the Bible, um, he was um, a dreamer, had this dream about, you know, uh, you know, him eventually ruling over his family and all this. And his family was so disgusted with him that they sold him as a slave. So you could say, like, okay, I'm just going to cut off my family, <laughs> you know. Don't want to have anything to do with my family. So then he goes, and he's a slave, and he gets to Potiphar's house and doing everything right. Potiphar is doing a really good job, and then Potiphar's wife wants to do ungodly things with him, and he says no, and then instead of being rewarded for that, he is thrown in jail. And you could be like, well, that's just not fair. I did everything right. And so then in jail, he becomes the leader over all the prisoners. <laughs> and then he gets to go and, uh, you know, help out with some dreams that people were having. And then one of these days, he gets before um, Pharaoh. And he gets to go and say, uh, and, and eventually be put over all the land and rule. You can say, you know, his, his original dream came true, but boy, there were a lot of very uncomfortable things that he went through before he was in a position to be able to be second in command over a land. He, he went through a lot of pride-hurting circumstances, you know, it would hurt your pride that your family sold you for a slave. It would hurt your pride that your boss believed his cheating wife over you and threw you in prison. There's a lot of things that he had to go through to stay steady in the plan that God had for his life. But because he chose to stay steady in the face of adversity, in the face of trials and temptations, he reaped the result that God intended for his life. And so uh, you can have a very real pressure 
Maybe it's in your church. Maybe it's on your job. Maybe it's in that specific place that God has for you. But you're actually going through a test that is going to help you be prepared for the next phase that's in your life. If you will face your fears, if you'll face the insecurities, if you'll face maybe even unstable tendencies that you have, maybe, you know, there's just things about you that are a little quirky. And you're facing that. You're coming to the point where the realization, like, okay, in order for me to grow, I'm going to have to deal with this quirkiness. I'm going to have to deal with this in me so that God can use me more, so that I can go further in the things that he has for me. And so that faithfulness to stay steady when you would rather run, (laughs) when you'd rather get out, that requires you to put down emotions. It requires you to put down your instability. And it requires you to show up when you don't want to, when you don't feel like it, to just keep moving forward. And your flesh would much rather you quit. It would be so much easier to quit and start all over again. It would be so much easier to stay home. (laughs) How many times, you know? You'll see people that have this tendency to want to withdraw when, the, when things get hard. They want to they wanna isolate rather than be around people that may cause them to have to grow. Be around circumstances. Stick with something that's making them have to keep standing strong. And uh, anywhere that God has you, he's going to help you walk through those challenges so you're not having to do this in your own strength you know like oh I just have to tough it out if I just tough it out for two years at this place then you know what Um, this there's the reward that I want from it God will help you tough it out sometimes it's sometimes the toughening now is not able you're not able to do it in your own strength in your in your own might and you need to have his thoughts you need to be looking at things his way And so let's look at John 14, 15, and 16. And it says, John 14, maybe I gave you the wrong one. I have, and I will pray the Father. All right, so I probably gave you the wrong one. So maybe, anyways, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not John 14. But scripture that I want to give to you is, (laughs) and I will pray the Father, And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So God is saying that he's going to give you a helper. He's going to give you someone that uh, which is the Holy Spirit that is going to be there to strengthen you, to comfort you. There are times where you need to be comforted because not everything is, is happy. Sometimes there are circumstances that happen that are sad. And so sometimes you need the comforter, the Holy Spirit, um, helping you through those times. Sometimes you need help um, to, to have the joy of the Lord. Sometimes you need help to have the peace that passes your understanding, you know, and you can go. God gave you um, 
the, the Holy Spirit to help you to be able to stand strong. And the final area that I wanted to touch on is um, relationships. You know, sometimes it is easier to run from relationships than to stay. You know, there are, there are people that are in your life that need your light. And a lot of times they're not easy to love. Sometimes they're very difficult to love. <laughs> and so uh, it's easy to take this frustration that you feel in that relationship and you'd rather cut the tree down. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Get away. And there are certain things, if it's abusive, if it's things like that, you should run. But if it's not, there's sometimes that it's things where it's just uncomfortable and it's not nice and you're just going to have to keep leaning into God. Let's look at uh, Colossians 3.13 in the, in the NIV. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Do you know that sometimes... Having to forgive someone is actually a lesson that you are learning that is making you more solid in your walk with God. Let's look at Ephesians 4.2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. You know, there are just times where it's, it's humbling to be around some people. You know, to be patient with them, to walk in love with them when they're rude, unkind, you know. But if you understand, especially if they're not Christian, if you understand that they're yielding to things that are not godly because they're not godly, I mean, that's kind of part of it then it kind of helps you to overlook certain things like, well, what else are they supposed to do? They don't have the love of Jesus on the inside of them. <laughs> They're not going to be treating you with this great kindness because they don't have it on the inside of them. And so it, you're, it causes you to have patience. Um, Proverbs 27, 17 says that as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. You know when you are in groups, when you are with people, it makes you have to grow. Because you know what? People think differently than you. And sometimes they may have a different way of doing something. And guess what? It works just as well as the way that you do it. But you don't like it that way because that's not the way you do it. And so sometimes this iron sharpening iron is preparing you, it's helping you, it's causing you to grow so that you can have a deeper relationship with someone. You know, it's really easy to withdraw when you don't like something. It's easy to pull back. It takes a lot more to talk through things that are difficult to talk about it takes a lot to be able to say, um, I don't like that when you do that. But then it also takes a lot to say, I don't do everything right myself and be forgiving. And like, okay, so let's work through this. 
The devil is in the business of wrecking marriages, families, friendships, co-worker relationships, boss, leader, pastor relationships. You know, he is trying to help you to fixate on the negative of that person. And the more that you fixate on the negative of that person, the more you can't stand that person. Or the more hurt you feel, you know, like I can't believe this is happening. And it makes you want to withdraw rather than push in and work through and get through to the other side. The devil will give you lies in your head that, that he will try to make you focus on these things rather than on what God's word is. It says, I don't need anyone to tell me what to do. Who do they think they are that they can talk to me like that? I'd be better off alone than with that person. This job is so poorly run, there's no way I can work here. People are against me, and there's no way I can succeed here. And so you can have this type of thinking that goes against, actually, what the Bible says. If we look at Romans 8, 35 to 37, and especially verse 37, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It doesn't matter what a situation is. You can have the victory in the midst of that situation when you just keep citing in that God is with me. He is helping me. He's giving me the wisdom that I need. He's giving me the strength that I need. And sometimes that wisdom may be, okay, walk away. But sometimes that wisdom is stay and work through. <laughs> this is going to be good for you. You're going to have to, you know, um, peel off some layers of the onion, you know. Sometimes you have to peel off some of the things that are uncomfortable for you. But when you do that, the result is actually the result that you want. Then you have a relationship with someone that's more than this deep because you have gone through hard times together and you have made it and you've stayed strong with it. You know, not every relationship is ideal, but we grow in relationships when we stick with them, when we stick through them. And sometimes it feels like it's easier to live without people, but it's also lonelier. And if you stick out a relationship in your life, you're, you're going to be uncomfortable for a season sometimes. Maybe you'll go through, oh, this is great, and then not so great, and then great, and then not so great. But as you're doing that, you are dealing with issues within yourself, and you're allowing God to heal you and God to help you to have the perspective of who you really are so that when you're in different types of relationships, you stand strong and steady, and you're not moved necessarily by what people think, what they feel. You're moved by what God says about you. And then in turn, you have this ability to love people that need love but are unlovable. 
and you stay strong. And, 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 and even when they hurt, you're not focusing on that. You're focusing on your source of strength, and that's God, and what he's told you to do, and where he's told you to be, and what relationships he's told you to be in, and you're standing on his promises for you in spite of all the circumstances and the pressures to quit, you stand. And having done all, you stand. You don't run. You stand. You stand tall.